0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the D Group Leader Podcast. This is Chris McLaughlin. Hey, I'm so glad you joined us today. I'm uh, excited about what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to get into a, just a two part series where we're talking about questions. We're talking about um, why. Ask questions in our D groups. And so we're going to dig into that in just a minute. Just a quick announcement for you. We are two weeks away from our D group leader meeting. It's going to be on Sunday, March 15th, and uh, going from 12 30 to 2 p.m. We have lunch provided. And guess what? We have childcare provided now as well. We want all of you to be there for our D group leader meeting. And why? Why do we want you to be there? Well, it's really simple. We're going to be talking about sustaining yourself in ministry. This is honestly, not, as, as I'm praying about this, as I'm thinking about this, this is one of the most important things that we can talk about, because the work that you are doing is so important to the ministry of the church as a whole, not just our local church, but to the kingdom of God. And we wanna make sure that you are encouraged and excited about the ministry that you're doing and uh, and give you some, some practical tools on how to sustain yourself, uh, really relying on Christ to sustain you <laughs> through this ministry. And so, um, and so we want you to be there, be there for that. That on uh, Sunday, March 15th. Uh, I'm sending out the evite link again today. So make sure that you click on that and RSVP for the D leader meeting coming up in just two weeks. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our topic today. We're talking about questions. Why ask questions in our D groups? You know, when we look at the model for for really for discipling people, for making disciples, we can look at Jesus and we can look at the way that he did things. You know, when we look at the New Testament and just in the gospels, did you know that Jesus asks, there's 307 questions that he asked that are recorded in the gospels, 307. And get this—he only answers three questions that he's asked. <laughs> he only directly answers three questions. Um, it's incredible. I mean, think about some of the questions that he asked his disciples. Um, like when he when 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 Peter walks on the water and then he starts to sink in the water in Mark chapter four, he asks, "Why did you doubt?" Um, he'll ask his disciples, "What does the scripture say?" What does the scripture say? This is like in Luke ten verses twenty three through twenty eight. Uh, at the end of John 6, a bunch of his disciples get up and leave him and walk away from him. And so he goes to his 12 and he says, are you also going to leave? You know, at the end of the, the gospel of John, he asks Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And then I think one of the most important ones in the, in, in the first three gospels in Matthew, Mark, and Luke is the question that he asks to Simon Peter as well. And he asks him, who do you say that I am? Why ask questions? You know, in a small group, the goal really is learning. Uh, it, really, when it comes to making disciples, the, the goal is learning. But as, as group leaders, we, what we do is we're trying to teach others through asking questions. And you know what? This is one of the most difficult ways to teach someone, but it's also one of the best ways for people to learn. See, when we give a lecture, um, I mean, even what we're doing right now with a podcast we're really only going to remember about 10% of what we hear. I mean, that's just the reality. Um, Even sermons is like this. I mean, we'll sit um, and listen to a sermon, and this is a very passive uh, way of learning. It's passive engagement. Um, For me, you know, when I'm listening to a sermon, I like to take notes, and that helps me to make it a little bit more active so that I'm remembering more of what is being said. Um, But if we take it to another level, going from like a lecture format to asking questions, you know, we will actually remember um, statistically about fifty percent of what we say, and so actively engaging with the material is a way to to make your group think. It's, it by asking them questions, making them think through it, and having to give an answer. It's helping them to remember the things that you're talking about. Now, I know what you're thinking. Um, you're you're probably sitting there wondering, okay, well, how do I do this? Because this sounds really hard. Like. Can I just ask the questions that are in the book and and be okay with that? and and uh, yes, you you absolutely can do that. most of the of the study guides that we have on the recommended list um, on that uh, curriculum list, most of them have great questions in there. Um, so they've already done that hard work for you. But as you are preparing week after week for your study, you really want to do a couple things to review those prepared questions. And don't worry, it's not really as complicated as it sounds. A lot of it is very is really just common sense. And so we want to talk through some of those things today. I'm going to give you um, basically uh, three problems that you might find in your questions, and from these three problems, how to correct them, all right? So as you're looking at your prepared questions, so this may be, you know, from the study guide that you're using. Um, Some of you, I know, are, are working through a book of the Bible, and so maybe you're writing your own questions and things like that. So as you're looking at your prepared questions or writing your prepared questions, you wanna do a couple things. First of all, make sure that you read and reread each question in your study carefully. Um, Try to answer them yourself and then think about about your group. How will each person in your group respond to this question? This is something that I do every week um, and I think about the people in my group because I I know my group, I know my group members pretty well. Um, And so I'm thinking through, okay, well, how is this person gonna respond? Um, Is this person gonna um, understand what we're talking about at this point? Um, is this going to be too shallow? Is it too deep? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of thinking through all of those things with the questions. And I'm looking for problems. I'm looking for problems with the questions that I can resolve. I can, I can rewrite those questions or word them a little bit differently in order to make them more palatable for my group so that they can actively engage with it so that they can actually um, think about the material that's being talked about. So here are uh, three problems that I think might arise as we're looking at our questions. The first problem is that sometimes questions tend to uh, focus on more than one idea at a time. So I, I'll give you an example. Um, I, I'm, I'm, this is happening in, in a, one of the study guides that I'm using right now for my group. Uh, the writer of the study guide likes to pack you know, one, two, or, or like two, three, uh, or four, even four questions into like one question. <laughs> and it's, and it's, um, it's a little, uh, tough to, to just ask a question like that because there's too many things going on. Questions really should focus on one idea at a time. Sometimes our study guides, um, don't do that. And so, um, so like here's an example. Um, a question might ask something like this. What does it mean to continue to live in Christ? Why is it important? And are you doing it? Okay. So (laughs) this question is, is really three questions in one. What does it mean to continue to live in Christ? That's a question all on its own. Why is it important? That's another question. And then are you doing it? That's a completely different question. So this is a bad question. Um, what you want to do is break this up. If, if I were asking a question like this in my group, I would I would just take the first one and say, you know, what does it mean to continue to live in Christ? And then kind of walk through that with everybody. Um, uh, and then the, the idea of, is it important? Why is it important? That might come out in the discussion. I think I would anticipate that that idea would just come out in the discussion so that people would see the importance of it. So then I would come back around and say, yeah, are, are we doing these things? Are we actually remembering to do this daily and things like that? And so that might be um, the, a question uh, or a problem that you might find in the questions that you have. Um, another uh, problem that you might face is that a question is too simple or what we would call a closed question rather than an open question. Let me, let me, let me tell you um, a little bit of what I'm talking about. So um, have you ever asked a question – And then you just found everybody, like, you realized, oh, this question is, like, kind of a dumb question. It's too simple. And everybody in your group is staring at you like, "Um, hey, did you really just ask that? (laughs) So, um, you know, ultimately, these types of questions, um, they're bad questions because they don't really require too much thought or engagement. And so it doesn't really help the group to learn the concepts. So, like – you know a, a a question that might be closed or too simple um maybe a yes or no question um don't ask yes or no questions <laughs> in your group it doesn't it's not really helpful for learning so like um uh you know if, if it's saying like you know uh what do you think is jesus god i was like um well yeah <laughs> um not really helpful for for learning right um, also, you know, sometimes people try to stick the answer in the question too, like you know, Jesus was God, wasn't he? Um, well, well, yeah. Um, and again, that's just not really helpful for um, for learning, for engaging. So, so what we want to do here's just a suggestion: you can take a question like that and you can reword it to be open-ended. Um, you want to maybe start your question with words, the question words, what, how or why those are usually the way to go so like here's an example of this you might have a closed question in your study guide that says this from this passage what are four ways to continue to live in christ now this is actually a pretty good observation question but as you can tell it's not going to promote much discussion what's going to happen is people are going to say the answers they're going to look at the text they're going to say the four answers and they're going to be ready to move on now you could ask it a different way so i mean you may be trying to do some observation first and that's okay but if you wanted to facilitate more discussion around it you might ask ask it this way what what does it mean to continue to live in christ or or how how do we live continue to live in christ here in in, uh on on this earth you might ask questions like that and that way um what they're doing is they're they're looking to the text uh, they're looking for those answers, but then they're engaging with that a little bit. Someone may even come up with examples from their own life or examples from people that, um, that they know that um, maybe they respect and admire as followers of Christ. So, um, so a question like that that's more open-ended will facilitate more discussion. So the problems we've looked at so far is that questions may, be, may focus on more than one idea. That's bad, right? Questions may be too simple. Or they may be closed questions, and that's a bad thing. But then also, um, the third thing is that questions may be too broad, um, and this this happens um, uh, quite a bit. I I feel like when I was um, early on, like leading small groups and things like that, I would ask questions that were way too broad, and usually asking questions that are, uh, you know, if it's like a big question about theology or you know some big question about their you know someone's spiritual life and stuff like that. Sometimes uh, it just becomes this chance for someone to kind of like air their view on the topic, uh, get on their soapbox a little bit. And then other people just kind of feel stupid, uh, honestly, like, like they should have an answer to this question, but they don't. And so, um, and so what we want to do is if a question is too broad, we want to narrow it down a little bit. So like uh, an example of a, of, a, of a question that's too broad might be something like, you know, what, is, what does Jesus' sacrifice on the cross mean for, mean for us? And in this case, um, a question like this, what I would imagine what would happen is that uh, the people would resort to basically the lowest common denominator. They would say something like, you know, well, um, he, he, he died for our sins uh, and so or um, means I get to go to heaven. And so that's not super engaging. Um, it's not a, a super helpful discussion question. So what we would want to do is get a little bit more specific with it. Um, and and in, in this case, what you want to do is you want to look at the text that you're working through. You know, if you're doing uh, a study of the Bible, the scriptures themselves, go back to the scriptures and say, what's the point that, that the author is really getting to with this? And from that point, you want to help your group, ask questions that help your group to arrive at that point, right? Because the, the point is from the text. So help your group to arrive at the right idea or the concept through a series of questions. So let me give you a really specific example about this. So instead of asking a question like, you know, what does Jesus' sacrifice on the cross mean for us? Way too broad. uh, Let's say that you're studying the book of Matthew, okay? And you get to chapter 27, which is where Jesus dies on the cross. And uh, let's say you're at verse 50. So it it says, um, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Verse 51. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom so now we have uh, a little bit more direction to go with this question because what we have to do is we, we might we might want to ask some questions around well what is the curtain of the temple what what was the temple what did the curtain do what was its function okay so we're asking our group those questions so that then what, what we do is when, when we get to this this last question the last question might be something like since the curtain was torn in two does Jesus what does Jesus' death mean and you can see there, there's a much more specific answer. And then what we can do is get into some application. Within, then because of that meaning, what does that what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you right now? Well, it means we have, I mean, ultimately what we're getting to here is it means that we have access to God. It means that through Christ and through his shed blood that we have access to God the Father. Um, and so that's where we would want to get to because that's what the text is telling us. That's the point of the text. And we want that to be the point that we're, that, we're, uh, that we're teaching in our group. Well, um, hopefully this was helpful for you guys today, looking at those three problem questions. You guys, the, the if I can encourage you in any way with this, it, it's that as you're doing your preparation, as you're doing your preparation week after week for your D group study, to make sure that you are asking yourself these questions uh, about the questions that you're going to ask. So look for those problems. Um, Make sure that your questions are focused on one idea, one idea at a time. Make sure your questions are not too simple or closed questions. Make good, open-ended questions to promote discussion. And then also make sure that your questions are not too broad, but that they are drilling in to what the author of the text, of the Bible, right? Uh, drilling into what they're saying uh, and their point is so that we can help our people to understand what the Bible is saying. And that um, it really is the point of what we're trying to do week after week. Well, next time we are going to be talking more about questions and these questions are not the questions that we are going to be prepared for, but these are going to be what we call facilitating questions, questions that we kind of make up on the fly <laughs> and, uh, and the importance of them and how to get good at doing that. We're going to discuss all of that next time on the D group leader podcast.